Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Now, as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. And this time of year, you probably know what that means. Nonetheless, let's go over to that uh, that clown car full of children, that home daycare center of Ryan Callahan, and he will tell us why we are having another edition of this Go Balls 24-7 podcast, a breaking one. Yeah, Wes, uh, Tennessee has added to its 2023 recruiting class yet again, uh, this time with safety John Slaughter of South Haven High School in Mississippi, just outside of Memphis there. Uh, a, a guy that Tennessee's made a, a priority for for quite a while now. I've been in the running for him for, um, gosh, more than a year at this point and, uh, and got him on campus a few times over the past several months. Tennessee has looked like the favorite in this one for, for quite some time and, uh, and, and has, has finally closed the deal with the help of, a, of an official visit uh, you know, in, in late June. So it's, uh, it, it's a nice pickup for Tennessee in the, in the secondary. We'll, we'll get into that more in, in a minute, kind of how he fits in. But this is, a, this is definitely one of the top names that's been on Tennessee's board in the secondary in, in recent months and uh, you know, beating out Ole Miss and, and Florida State for him. Uh, a, a nice win, and I, th- I think, frankly, a, a, a better player than, than even the, the list of offers he has currently suggests. Yeah, that's the very first thing I was going to ask you, Ryan, is there's a lot of times when, when we talk about, you know, and it's been with several Tennessee staffs over the years that, that sometimes when they add a, a three-star player, they're like, yeah, that's a good, solid three-star player. We think we can build something there. We like his potential. Um, but there are some times where you, you see a staff take a three-star player and they do not in any way, shape, or form see him as a three-star player. I think it's safe to say this is one of those cases because, and Ryan, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. You would know better than I would. But from what I've heard, this young man is someone that absolutely was at or near the top of Tennessee's list of this position. They just absolutely love this kid as a prospect. No, no question. And, uh, and and again, a guy Tennessee has, has prioritized and, and everything kind of suggested they were – you know, one of the teams recruiting him the hardest, you know, for several months now. And, uh, and, and that's, that's one of the reasons they jumped out to, to such a lead. Uh, you've, you've seen his, if you're on Twitter a lot and follow these kinds of things, you know, his, his mother's been very vocal, you know, did frankly didn't do a lot to hide that, that Tennessee was the favorite, you know, uh, lots of, lots of tweets with uh, orange heart emojis and things like that. And uh, talking about Rocky top and, and, and everything just really, Really enjoyed the way Tennessee recruited her and recruited John, and and I think just was re- always impressed with with Josh Heupel's staff and their approach to things, and uh, and and the connection was was pretty real the first uh, from the first time he he went to Knoxville. So I, I think there's been uh, it, it's it, it's been clear for a while that they're one of the teams most serious about him. 
Uh, I think that that meant something even as other teams kind of jo- join the race. And, uh, and yeah, they, they clearly love him. And there's a lot to like about his game. I, I got to go down and see him when I was in the Memphis area back in early May and, and watched him practice one day. He's a long rangy safety with, a, with already a pretty good build. He's already right, right around 200 pounds, uh, six, one and a half or so. And, you know, I, I don't know what he, what he has run in the 40 at any camps he's been to, but, uh, I would say good speed, not, you know, not just, a. uh, elite speed but good speed and when you combine it with that kind of length you can see him covering quite a bit of ground there in the back end of a defense so uh there's there's clearly a lot to like and frankly i'm a little surprised that um that he hasn't picked up more offers than he has i know he only he went to at least a couple camps uh i believe it went to alabama at one point uh went to Ole miss that i think may have been for a camp um so he he did get to go to some camps but not a lot and, and I'm not, you know, I'm a little surprised that the spring evaluation period and camp season didn't result in more offers because I think that's the guy who, who has somehow flown under the radar a little bit as a, as a very good safety prospect. And Tennessee has recruited him as such, even though his offer list never quite blew up. But frankly, I think that worked in Tennessee's favor in this case. If this guy ends up getting offers from, you know, Georgia, Alabama, everyone like that, it, it gets tougher. So I think the fact that he flew under the radar a little bit probably probably made it a little easier for Tennessee to ultimately land him and that's that's not a bad thing because they're clearly confident in the skill set yeah I was going to ask you about that 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 skill set because you know at first when he was a prospect he was sort of listed at six foot three and and then you you go okay well is he really that you know because every prospect early in their careers is listed a little bit maybe taller bigger than they are uh and we've got him at six one and a half which I'm sure is more more legitimate which is still that's really really good size for anywhere uh, anywhere on the back end, and and he's got. It looks like to me like he's got a really long wingspan. Like you know, I would most people, most of us average humans, if we're six one and a half, like I'm about that. That's how long your wingspan is. Um, I, I think he's got some of those pterodactyl arms. He looks like he's got some pretty long arms. But since he's already you know one ninety five two hundred, Ryan, is this a kid who f- you think for sure stays at safety, or is he someone who in this era puts on a few pounds and goes into the box? No, I, I think he's a safety. I, I think he stays there. I, you know, p- people have asked me, you know, is there any chance he can play corner, <laughs> knowing that Tennessee already has a couple projected safeties in this class. But I, I think he does project well at safety. I don't see him getting a whole lot bigger. Um, he, he's he's around 200 pounds, but he carries it pretty well. You know, he, he's well built and kind of looks like just what you want. Uh, I think he could end up at 205, 210 potentially, but that's you know that's still good safety weight. You know, it just depends on what they want to do with him. They might want to keep him about where he is, but I think that's about where you want him. But being as big as he already is, certainly think it would be tough for him to, to play corner in college, so I think he definitely is a safety. Um, but definitely, at, you know, like you said, the length is there. He's not 6'3". You know, I've been around him. 6'1.5 sounds about right. Um, so I, I think that's, uh, that's an accurate listing, and that's, that's what he's given us from, uh, from some previous visits. Um, so I think that's in the ballpark for sure. And, and that, that's, that's about where you want him to be. You know, there are plenty of five eleven and six foot safeties out there and he's got better length than that. As you said, pretty long arms. Um, so, so a lot to like about the build and, and, and just the way he runs too, you know, again, I've, I've seen him cover quite a bit of ground. He, you know, at, at the practice I went to, he, he worked at, you know, receiver, did some kick returns and stuff. You know, that's what you want to see from your defensive backs. Uh, you, you want to see a guy who's a good enough athlete that, his team is putting the ball in his hands in some form or fashion because uh, if, if not, you kind of wonder why he's not getting that kind of attention on offense. You need a guy who's a good enough athlete to, uh, to kind of be his team's go-to player, and he definitely is that. So uh, I, I think there's, a, again, a lot to like here, and I think it's pretty easy to see why Tennessee 
has made him a, a bigger priority than, than maybe his current ratings would suggest he is. You know, they again, they've recruited him hard the whole way. And, you know, this is not some guy they pivoted to. This has been for months. Uh, it's been pretty clear he's one of the guys they've wanted at safety. Yeah, and, and there's probably no nice – I don't know if there's a nice way to say this, but if I'm a college football coach, and, and thank God for all college football fans that I'm not, if I'm recruiting anyone on the back end of the defense – I want kind of an arrogant bastard, for lack of a better phrase. I want someone who can kind of walks with that confidence, that swagger, and it's real. It's not fake. It's not a, you know, he's a workhorse, not a show horse, but someone who, you know, all, all DBs get beat, and, and that's just part of the gig, and it's, you know, you, you get you get pointed at and mocked and, and all that stuff when it doesn't go right, but you have to get up the next snap and and kind of kind of forget about it and go to the next one and do your job and you kind of have to have you have to have a different mentality to play on that island especially at corner but even at safety you really have to have that component of your game with what you know about him Ryan I know you've talked to him a lot you've been around his family talked to his coaches does he have that kind of mentality I I think so I think I think he has sort of that uh, that alpha mentality a, a little bit you know it always remains to be seen a little bit if you can deal with the scrutiny when you get to college, because it, it, it's one thing to give up a, give up a deep pass uh, occasionally uh, in a high school game. Cause you can come right back and make another play in that game. You know, you usually you're one of the best players on the field. If you get beat, uh, get beaten once or twice, it's not the end of the world uh, because you're going to be able to help your team in other ways and, and, you know, maybe come back in that game or whatever uh, in college, you give up a deep ball and, and get, get burned. You know, you got a hundred thousand people in the stadium watching you. It's a it's a different story a little bit. So only time will tell on that. But I, I think he's a he's a confident kid without being a, without being arrogant or, or uh, it, you know otherwise um, you know hard to deal with or anything like that. I think he's he's definitely got the right the right mentality uh, coming out of high school to to be a good player and be what you need in the secondary. So there is a again, there's a lot to like. And I think Tennessee has felt like personality wise, he's a good fit um, for a while now. Uh, he connected really well with, uh, with some of Tennessee's coaches. Uh, you know, so I always point out there's, there are support staff guys who are heavily involved in recruiting. And, and, and I think one that definitely deserves uh, a lot of credit here, Ernest Thomas, uh, Tennessee's defensive analyst has been heavily involved with slaughter from the start. And, and one of the guys that, that Tennessee has, uh, uh, has kind of made the point man or one of the point men in his recruitment. But, you know, Jerry Mack, Tim Banks, the defensive coordinator that, that works a lot with the safeties, um, all, all those guys have been heavily involved in, in his recruitment and have done a good job. But certainly Ernest Thomas was from the start the one that helped to build that early relationship with Slaughter and, and, and has, has done a nice job there. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think that connection was always there. And so they feel that he's a good kind of culture fit for what Tennessee's building has connected with other recruits uh, on visits, you know, from Tennessee commitments to other Tennessee targets. So I think he's fit in pretty well. And, and again, since it was, since it's been kind of obvious that Tennessee was the team to beat, I think that's part of the reason he's been kind of embraced so much by guys like Nico Iamaliava and, and others during some of his visits that they, they just, they, they are already kind of welcomed into the family. And I think it's a good fit uh, with both players and coaches. Yeah. My, my stance is just that if like, for instance, if you could not fit in, uh, mentality wise and culture wise, like in the Tennessee baseball clubhouse, like I wouldn't want you to play secondary for me. Like I want someone who has that in them. It doesn't have to be that flamboyant all the time, but I, y- y- you have to be a different breed to play in the secondary. You just do. 
because you have to have that kind of rigid confidence that can't be shaken, you know, when, when mistakes happen. Um, you, know, you look at guys like – there's been several guys over the year at Tennessee, you know, the Justin Coleman's recently, the Theo Jackson's, you know, guys who were just absolutely torched early in their careers a lot and were given a lot of scrutiny, but they fought through it. They weren't like flamboyant types, but they just kind of had that confidence to fight through it, and they ended up making themselves NFL football players. So, you don't. There's different ways to do it, but you gotta have that confidence to play back there. Is all I'm saying. But there's, you know, we we shall see. We got plenty more uh, to discuss about John Slaughter. We're gonna talk about. Uh, there's one more question that I have for Ryan that I that I think is an important one about John Slaughter. Then we're gonna talk about Tennessee's uh, secondary needs in this class, especially at safety. Are the Vols done there? Are they not? Uh, we're always going to ask Ryan about the numbers before we get out of here. So lots and lots more to discuss. But before we do that, we are overdue for a break. So we're going to get to that really quickly. Pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center there across town, although this is sort of a home daycare center here now uh, because I have a six-month-old who is hopefully, knock on wood, this is me knocking on wood, sleeping downstairs right now. We got lots and lots more to discuss, and we're going to get to it. But before we do that, just a quick request, guys, if you could take about a minute out of your day right now and go in and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, that would help us tremendously. If you're just listening on the website, that's fine. We love you. There's no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But what helps us out the most is if you go on there on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast a fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. It's a labor of love, truly. Uh, no complaints whatsoever. But we do it for free. So the one thing that we ask is that you go in there and rate and review and subscribe. That helps us add wolves to this wolf pack as we've done since we started this thing years ago. If you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go f*** yourself. That's the, that's the motto. And I don't feel like I need to explain it anymore. So I'm really going to stop explaining it. Just understand that is the motto. That is the mantra. That is the way that we live around here. Ryan, John Slaughter as a prospect, we talked about this 
a little bit in the first segment, but I, I want to ask again before we move on and talk about the, the class in general. I see this kid as a prospect. I really, really like him. I, I'm not like uh, the end-all, be-all of, of football you know, analysts in that way, um, but I think I know the game. This kid, at his size, the way he moves – Really, really good prospect. We've said before, Tennessee uh, certainly does not think there are 730 football prospects in the country in this class better than this kid. They like him a lot. Obviously, Ole Miss likes him a lot. Florida State likes him a lot. There are some other programs, uh, some some peer programs for Tennessee that like this kid a lot. But he's also got just barely more than a dozen offers. And at least as of now, he's still, you know, even in the composite, not a top 10 player in the state of Mississippi. Is being in the Memphis area part of this? But but I, I wouldn't think so because he's still in Mississippi, still just ranked the 13th prospect. So I'm, I'm wondering, uh, what is it that has caused him to to be where he is right now? Are we talking about a latest bloomer? Are we talking about someone who just didn't go to a lot of camps early on. Why has he not kind of gotten out there the way that I think a lot of us think he should? Yeah, I think not, maybe not being at a lot of college camps, you know, could have affected the offer list, which, which ultimately leads to, you know, less exposure. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, affect rankings, but it can indirectly sometimes. So, so maybe, maybe that plays into it a little bit. I do think where he is in the Memphis area could be a little bit of a factor. Um, not that Memphis, you know, the, the Memphis area on the south side of Memphis there in Mississippi is where a lot of the talent in that state comes from sometimes. Yep. Um, so that that is not a part of the state that is ignored by any means. But at the same time, you see talent all over Mississippi in the Jackson area, uh, you know, down down near the the Gulf and, and, and all over that state sometimes. Um, I, I'll give you another example. There was a good player that came out of his school in the 2022 class, Aaron Bryant, a four-star defensive lineman, he ended up signing with Texas, um, Ole Miss, Georgia, some other big programs were heavily involved there, Texas A&M, the, the, they all hosted him on official visits. So, you know, the fact that he, he, ends up, and he ended up 10th uh, in the state in, in the, the 2022 rankings on 24-7 sports. So he was a four-star, but, you know, still kind of toward the bottom of the four-star rankings. And, you know, that's a guy that a lot of, a lot of teams had high on their board. Um, so, you know, sometimes it can happen that guys from that part of the state can fly a little bit under the radar. You know, that I would not say that is one of the metro areas that is seen the most by, by analysts. You know, th- there aren't a lot of camps that go through that area, uh, you know, Under Armour camps and things like that. So those guys have to drive to Atlanta or New Orleans or somewhere like that if they want to go to those types of camps. So there, there could be reasons. And you still see a little bit of a holdover from, from the COVID era where some guys that went, unnoticed for a couple of years there, yeah. you know, haven't completely gotten their names back out there in some cases, and maybe he was affected by that. But, yeah, I mean, he's on the seven-on-seven seven circuit uh, on a Memphis area team, so he, he he doesn't have any issues getting exposure there. I, I've, I've kind of scratched my head at times about why things haven't fully taken off in his recruitment, but, hey, maybe that changes this fall. You know, if you're Tennessee, uh, you know, sometimes you have to have recruitments go this way to, to work out well. You know, sometimes it – backfires on them when you're like hey where are the offers and then next thing you know georgia alabama ohio state jump in and and suddenly it's a tough pull so sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to sneak guys under the radar and it's probably not a bad thing for tennessee's case uh or for, for tennessee in this instance that he did not get a lot of those types of offers because i think it made it easier for tennessee to be 
kind of the clear favorite here over the past few months. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, we all know that, that Tennessee has made some big splashes in in NIL, but there are also a certain kind of player that it's just going to be hard for Tennessee to get in some cases consistently until Tennessee wins at a higher level. So Tennessee to get to that point is going to have to have some three stars who end up playing like four and five stars and they win games and, and beat some of these big boys. And then, then that's going to help probably and just stability in general in the program would go a long way uh, so we'll see if Hypel can do that but but there's you know the to a certain extent Tennessee's going to have to to do more with less in some ways in order to then go back to the big boys table consistently and and get those kinds of guys um like the more of the the Nico uh, EMI all the type so so plenty more uh to discuss there we've got months and months to discuss that i i i just was wondering specifically about this young man because there, there just seems to be so much to like about him, and it's just weird that we've got 730 guys ranked ahead of him. Like, I think our analysts are the best around, um, but I wonder if that's going to change this fall. We will see. Well, 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 and I'll say this too: it's 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 early, and you know, some guys they they get a they get a a, a you get a look uh, in in from junior film, but you know, you get a deeper dive on guys their senior year a lot of times. So senior film tells the tale. It's it's it, all the time we have guys who make big jumps in the rankings their senior year. So yeah, not saying that's going to happen in this everybody, case. But everybody grows at different times too. I mean, there's different, yeah. you know, there's still kids. Yeah. So no, no question. I think there's still time for him to move up in the rankings. Would not be surprised if that happens. And I'll throw this in there too. I mentioned it to you before we started recording West, but the guys on our old miss site, David Johnson, those guys, they, they've seen slaughter up close and, and they, they, they wrote a piece at some point this spring, uh, where they kind of acknowledged they thought Tennessee was the team to beat at the time, uh, but that Ole Miss was still trying there. And, and Ole Miss got him on campus several times, but didn't get an official visit from him. So they, they're very familiar with him. And they said, hey, look, we think Slaughter's underrated at this point. And so, so again, you got people that are familiar with John Slaughter think, think he is a very good player and think this is a nice pickup for Tennessee. So sometimes the rankings tell the full story, but sometimes the rankings, you know, the summer before the senior year, not a finished product, and and you know we'll again we'll see where it shakes out between now and signing day. And the most important thing for you to know right now, if you're a Tennessee fan, if you're sitting at home, if you're out there doing yard work, if if you're you know on a road trip right now, you're on vacation, you know taking the wife and kids somewhere or the husband and kids somewhere, whatever you're doing. Um, the most important thing for you to know as a Tennessee fan is that Tennessee staff absolutely thinks this kid is better than his ranking. So that's what you need to know. That's the most important thing. Uh, so so that, that's what matters the most. Ryan, when you look at um, you know safety in general, Tennessee's now gotten multiple safeties in this cycle, assuming they all stick with Tennessee. You never know their kids. Uh, then you look at some of the, the defensive back signings Tennessee's made out of the portal the past couple of years. When you look at things right now, and it's always fluid without question, and people always joke, oh, you always say it's always fluid, because it is always fluid, guys. It's just the way it is. But what do you think vaguely now with Tennessee DB numbers in this class, safety numbers in this class, what do you think sort of the priorities will be now? I, you know, I think I think the focus is more on on cornerbacks or at least versatile guys who can play cornerback uh, or, or nickel or both. Um, so, I, you know, Tennessee really has addressed the safety position pretty, pretty thoroughly now. That's that's been a, you know, 
a bigger need, I think, than people realize because yes, the, you know, Tennessee they, safeties the past couple of years, and I, I, I think they're awesome kids. I think they're hard workers. I think a lot of them as 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 people, but they 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 need to play better. They've not been great on the field, and I think we have to be objective and, and acknowledge that. And I think Tennessee's recruiting reflects that because we saw them go to the transfer portal for Wesley Walker, for Andre Turrentine. Both of those guys are safety nickel types. I think one of them maybe ends up at nickel, but both are capable of playing safety, and one of them could easily unseat someone there at the safety position going into this season. So they, they, they've addressed it from the transfer portal, and now we see them with three projected safeties in their 2023 class. You've got four-star Sylvester Smith out of Alabama, uh, and then Jack Luttrell uh, out of Georgia, who was the you know the first commitment for the 2023 class back in uh, July of last year. Old white, so, old white lightning. That's right. So uh, so Tennessee now with three projected safeties. I think all those guys still project as safeties. Nothing's really changed there. Um, and I think it's hard to sign more than three safeties in most classes. So I, I'm hesitant to say Tennessee is completely done there because, as you said, you never know. There was a time, frankly, this spring where – Things were not 100% solid with Jack Luttrell, that there was at least some concern there on his end, that he was, you know, considering other options, that Ole Miss was in his ear a little bit. So, you know, you never say never with things like that. But I think Tennessee feels pretty good about the fact that it's got three safeties in the class right now. And then, you know, cornerback has been, for years, I've said this, one of the toughest positions, it seems, for Tennessee to, to land top targets. Yeah. That's 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 where they've really got to well, – they well, struggled well, to get well, numbers well, there. Would you consider Christian, Christian Charles a corner now? Are you on team Christian Charles at corner now, or do you think that he's going to go back to sort of maybe that, that nickel safety role going forward? What I, do you think there? I'm still a little more hesitant to say he's a cornerback. I, I, think, I think he – still his best positions are probably nickel and safety. Um, but I – I think he at least gives you sort of a jack of all trades. The fact that he's done that a little bit uh, maybe makes you think he can play there in a pinch. I just think Tennessee has other options there. Like Theo, Brandon, ja- you're talking like Theo Jackson, like slide over when necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you had an injury at corner, he could probably help out there and, and, and fill in and give you a solid option as opposed to maybe going to a less talented guy that you're less confident in um, or someone less proven that you're less confident in. So, so I, I think they, I think they feel good about Charles, but but maybe. Maybe that was more just a spring experiment for now. Because you know, we'll, we'll even the, the coaches on the staff, the receivers on the on the team, everybody was like, man, of all the guys that have moved over there, he's the one who looks like he could stay there. That's the only reason why, because I'm, I'd be interested to know more specifically what plans they have for him going into camp, and we're going to have to find that out because it's just, you know, it's, it, it's interesting that, that he could kind of play anywhere back there. Yeah, there are more bodies. And because you're asking about numbers and all that, and that's that's sure. I just wanted to ask about that. But go on. You were talking about the corner. Just they they've not they've not they've not been able to get their top guys at corner recently. Yeah, and and they struggled to build numbers there in recent classes. They had to go to the transfer portal a year ago, of course, to get Brandon Turnage and Kamal Haddon. That you know that's I think one of those guys has to start this year probably because I think the expectation is going to be for one of those guys to start. Um, They would certainly like one of those guys to take a starting job. So. They, they went to the portal for those guys. Didn't really load up at the position, but at least got a couple guys in the 2022 class that are interesting in Christian Harrison and D. Williams. We saw D. Williams a little bit this spring. I still have no concept of just how good he can be because there was nobody out there with him. It was him and Christian Charles and a bunch of walk-ons basically at corner. So, yeah. um, and, and, they, you know, and they look the best of that group, but what's that group Yeah, you know, showing you? And, and no offense to some of those walk-ons. I mean, they're – 
You know, yeah. walk-ons are people too, but you know, it's, it's, as a matter of fact, Hey, as a matter of fact, William Wright is a, is a guy whose name I, I've heard, you know, getting some praise for his, his off season work. And we saw him working with the ones this spring. So you never know when a guy like that can stick around and, and maybe make some noise, but, um, but yeah, that, I don't think we know where he fits in yet. So you've got those two guys from the 2022 class that, that helped a little bit, but that's a spot where they've, they've got to win some battles, you know, Christian Conyers, some other guys out there. That, that Tennessee has, has been uh, very much in the mix for. They need to close on some of those guys. So I think that that's the priority in the secondary. We'll, we'll see how they do there. Um, but I, I think I think this kind of puts them in a good spot in the secondary moving forward, or at safety moving forward. And, and there's always a chance, you know, evaluations change. They watch senior film closely. They're going to watch guys play in person during their senior year. So you, you never stop recruiting. You never stop looking at what you have and reassessing. So – We'll see how they feel about it in six months or less, but certainly Tennessee, I think, feels good about the fact that it's addressed the safety position pretty heavily, and now has gotten another top target in John Slaughter. Yeah, and at the very least, you know, Tennessee could have two dudes named Slaughter in the same secondary. Which, if you're if you're a believer, depending on your stance on you know predestination and all that, I mean that that those dudes could wreck some stuff. You know, that's uh, uh, we've already heard. Uh, there were some people on the checkerboard on GoVols 24-7 a while back throwing out possible slaughter-related nicknames for the secondary. Uh, I think someone threw out a slaughterhouse reference. You know, there, there, there's some possibilities there, I guess. But, yeah, we'll yeah. see if, we'll uh, see if Danico, especially, especially in the NIL era, there's some real potential there. That's right. Well, we'll see if Danico ends up being a big part of the plans, though. He's one of the guys that as they've added more bodies there, he's got more competition. But you do have two – Two slaughters potentially on the roster next year. Now that's uh, you don't see that all the time. I refuse to believe that a, that a kid named Danico Slaughter cannot turn into a really good football player. I, I I'm on the fence about predestination as a, as a theory, but if your name is Danico Slaughter, uh, you're going to be good at football. I don't know if he, he he could be a late bloomer. I don't. I'm just saying, Ryan. At some point, I, I believe that is that is possible. But uh, we I, need we need to see a West Rucker all all name team. I I, I want to see that this summer going into this season. Your your ranking of the top five or top ten names on well, Tennessee's does, roster. Well, I mean, Deshaun Rucker goes at the top for obvious reasons, but that's because just like Jake Rucker, he's going to be a star, and then Jake Rucker's little brother is going to play baseball at Tennessee too, and he's going to be a star because it's it's Team Rucker. It's it's what we do. It, you don't have to give away the rankings, you know, just something to chew on for, for now and, and see what you can come up with. But, you know, I, I you, like, you like Danico ago, Slaughter. Years ago, I wanted to rank the top 10 haircuts on the team for a, for like a, for a long form article. And uh, I was told no. And now I might just do it without anybody. I might not run any, I just might do it without telling anybody and be like, here are the, 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 the 10 best flows on the team. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go for. But, Ryan, you got anything else before we step out of here? I think we've left it in a pretty good spot here uh, with John Slaughter, a player both of us and Tennessee staff happen to like quite a bit. You got anything else to add? No, I, I think that pretty much covers it. You know, again, it's, I think it's going to be a busy summer for Tennessee. It already has been. Um, so the, this probably just a sampling of, of things to come for, for Tennessee, but, but definitely a, a nice pickup here for the Vols and, and, and one, they're, one they're excited about, as, as we discussed. So it's, uh, so it's definitely one to – you know, people look at the stars. I get that they're gonna they're gonna see that and, and wonder as we've discussed what what that you know what's led to that. But the, this is one I think Tennessee fans can feel happy about and know that I think he's a, at least a big part of Tennessee's plans for the future right now at safety. Well, then I think we can leave it there. Thanks for the time, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24/7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. We got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. We got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss Anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, just You never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids. All of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we, you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you.